What if I told you that you were about to listen to another wrestling podcast? No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 This is the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we discuss the ins and outs and everything you need to know in the world of professional wrestling. From the independent scene to NXT, all the way to the main events of the WWE. Our thoughts, our perspectives, and our predictions on the biggest topics and breaking news in all of pro wrestling. If it's happening, we're talking about it. Shut the hell up! This is the not another wrestling podcast here are your hosts sean mcchesney and cj palmasano all right let's get to it episode number nine happy halloween episode number nine it is halloween of the not another wrestling podcast sean mcchesney cj palmasano are your hosts a lot to get to today in the wrestling world we're gonna be very heavy on wwe today cj crown jewel is a couple of days away whether you Mm -hmm. like it or not the event is gonna happen in saudi arabia we do have to discuss it we'll get our predictions in at the end of the show uh we will preview the world cup and predict that at the very end as well um, we'll go match by match in that. Who do we think is going to win? What's going to happen afterwards? We're going to talk about Evolution. We're going to talk about Evolution to start the program. We'll get to that in a second. We are going to touch on Survivor Series as we are starting to transition towards that. Obviously, one match already official. Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey is official for Survivor Series. I can't wait for that. SmackDown versus Raw Women's Champ. I can't wait either. Um, we will discuss some more news about the Bullet Club as well. We'll get to some NXT, a possible heel DIY with Champ and Gar- Gano, where we think that's going to lead. Is this temporary? Is this for real? And as we're recording this, we have not seen the new episode of NXT, which should be airing later tonight. Yes. This is just what we think is going to be happening. The only thing we have seen so far, obviously, was Aleister Black being attacked by Johnny Gargano, which I even told you about before it even happened, but I luckily I don't know the spoilers going into tonight. So, okay. that there there I can have a trophy. All but I know is that Matt Riddle is going to debut tonight. That's absolutely. So, we'll discuss that as well, but why don't we start? Oh, and of course, we'll discuss SmackDown Live as well. Obviously, the SmackDown Live World Cup superstars have a little bit of an edge. The loser of the final, if a SmackDown Live star loses, will be fired from SmackDown Live, according to Shane McMahon, um, which was a bombshell of an announcement last night, which basically guarantees the SmackDown stars winning the World Cup. Probably. We will discuss AJ versus uh, Daniel Bryan from last night. They moved the WWE title match up a couple days early, which guarantees that Daniel Bryan is now out of Crown Jewel. Samoa Joe will replace him. We'll John's, discuss that. John Cena's out of Crown Jewel, too. John Cena's out of Crown Jewel. He's out of the World Cup. Bobby Lashley's going to replace him in the tournament. We'll get to all that and more, but CJ... And we didn't give it enough credit last week. And I almost feel like I owe an apology to the women's <laughs> roster because we discussed evolution, you know, a little at length yesterday and we or last week, and we weren't really too excited about it, and for the, good reason. Well, it's not. It has nothing to do with the women. It has to do with how WWE built up. Well, that, that's exactly where I'm going. I thought a lot of the matches were drawn up at random. I thought it was almost like a glorified house show, the way the card was looking, and even the stage looked like it. it but I, looked, I, it looked like a house show. I, but, to me... But the show wasn't treated as much. It wasn't. Well, the reason they did that is because they said all the production was already down in North Carolina, so fine, whatever. Yeah. To me, it looked like Brooklyn won. 
a little bit. Yeah, it felt like one of the. It felt like Brooklyn takeover. Like yeah, the first, the first one. one. Yeah, one exactly. Of the earlier takeovers in the stadiums. Absolutely. Uh, so arenas, rather. That's what I thought it looked like. So I, that really didn't bother me. But CJ, I'm going to tell you something right now. I again, those women went out there. Probably it. with the biggest chip on their shoulder, and that was probably the one of, if not the best WWE pay per views of the year. Right now, it's the best pay per view. I, I have to say that because, like, and and this is my thing, and I probably should have brought it up last week because it really didn't. It, it surprised me, and it didn't when I was watching the pay per view because even now in this new women's evolution, see what I did there. Um, <laughs> Even though, you know, a lot of the more the high-key matches are taken more seriously, there are still some matches on SmackDown and Raw that last probably no more than five minutes. So that's why, you know, some of these women like Nia Jax and Ember Moon and a lot of these other women's wrestlers don't really get enough credit. And that's why when you have these random matches in the biggest women's pay-per-view, maybe the biggest WWE pay-per-view of all time because it's, you know, it's it's game-changing, you're like, this is going to suck. You know, they weren't booked properly. The difference was this time they had all night, yeah. all night. Yeah, they had the entire and night. they delivered. Everything. They delivered. Stephanie McMahon was on it the whole time. Like really, to, to me, for every match. And somebody told me last That's... night. Well, Alicia Fox had a really bad botch. I go every match had a really bad botch. So I really don't. Yeah, like you could even see it in the replay. Uh, like you'd see Mickey James going like mouthing to her, and the you saw in the replay. Like, why did they show that angle? Where you clearly, I don't know why they showed that. You clearly see the ref hold back yep. the three count. Why would they even play that? Or at least show a different angle. You should have showed the same angle you did before. Right. When, uh, from the first time. But, but uh, it, anyway, to my point, like, everybody had bad botches. That's going to happen. The nerves were too high, whatever. But overall, the show was fantastic. When absolutely. you looked at the tag match with Trish and, and Lita, and you were right, Alexa Bliss didn't compete. That was the best match I've ever seen Alicia Fox compete in, number one. The Battle Royal, which I didn't Trish have high and, expectations Trish and for. Trish didn't miss a step. And that no. was the... That's the thing. That was the nostalgia. The nostalgia match. Yeah. Christian Leader were going to win that for sure. Right. And that was a great opening match. The Battle Royal, which I had no expectations for at all, up to a point I thought was the match of the night. And you know what the point is. Um, the NXT Women's Championship match, I thought it was good. I wasn't crazy about the ending because you knew when Shayna was thrown in the first row, you knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Shayna, um, Jessamyn Duke, and Marina Shafir got involved. And this is, I like this because we're going to get, they're going to be building up Duke and Shafir. So we can eventually get to a uh, the four horsemen, and, the and we'll talk about that yeah, at and length the, and a the little later. Can start in NXT, absolutely. So we'll and it's funny just going back to the battle royal for a second. Mm -hmm. Our two picks were, were the, the final two. Yeah, were the final two. I was getting real. I'm like, oh my god. When I was watching, Ember I'm like, Moon has such a great showing. That when match. I was watching, I was like, he picked Ember Moon, right? And then, as so and then as soon as he threw him over, I was like, oh my god, it was just a wild guess. I can't believe I got that right. But I just felt like that would have been a great match for her to shine, and it did. And, and it was. I mean, you know, despite the fact that she lost, and they're sort of, sort of teasing a Nia Jax heel turn going into after Survivor Series, I think. Because you know after Survivor Series, she's going to face Ronda at TLC. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, well, we'll get to that as, as we go down the line. But the Battle Royal, I thought up until Charlotte Becky was the match of the night. Tony Storm and Isle Shirai Tony Storm was and Isle awesome. Shirai was awesome. He, that was awesome. I just wish they gave them more time. Yeah. I really wish they gave them more I time. Think because they gave so much time in that six-woman tag match with the Riot Squad and Bailey, Sasha, Which and was Natalia. also a it, very good match. It was a very good match. But the thing was, there was no story going into this match at all. It was just like a pretty much a house show match. And that's no discredit to any of the girls involved in that match. Who performed it, very well. Yeah, it was, it was great. But the thing was... 
I really felt like the Riot Squad could have really used this win. I agree. Because there are so many times in the match where they had it won, but they just couldn't keep anybody down. They gave so much time to that match, and I feel like just a little bit of that could have been given to Tony Storm and Io Shirai. You're right. Because that went by pretty fast. Yeah. They got a lot of stuff in in that time. And it was good. It was really good. It just felt really fast. And and I was even having a discussion with my friend the other night about... um, because not that I was against Triple H being out there at the end, because obviously he started this tournament, but you, you saw the look on his face. He did not want to be out there. He wanted what? to be. He, I think he wanted to be out there to to present the trophy and all that stuff. But you also know how much he, wh- how much he was supporting this all women's pay per view. Like yes, maybe he wanted to be out there, but he's one of the heads of the company. He right. should be out there. Right, but I think it's one of those where it's like, all right, he's bringing Stephanie out there too to make this. Like, I. To, my point is, I didn't think he wanted it to be almost all about him, and it wasn't. Um, I didn't think about Triple H at all in that moment. I was thinking about Tony Storm. And the I wasn't until the somebody brought it up to me. Um, well, that's what I was going to say. So, yeah, so the May Young Classic final, I thought, knocked it out of the park. A little more time would have been better, sure. Um, I like the title so, matches Tony, being the last three matches of the night. Sorry, I was going to say that Tony Storm is is going to be a huge, huge star. Yeah. Huge star. She's only 23 years old, and she's been wrestling since she was 13. Yeah. And she's going to be a staple on the NXT UK brand. And she's going to be a big name in WWE in the main roster if they ever decide to bring her up. So because she's on the UK brand, does that make her the number one contender for the UK women's title or the actual women's title at some point down the line very soon? Because you brought I that w- up last week. I would think so. Be- uh, they the dark, the dark They had ended up having an NXT UK women's uh, championship match. It was a dark match. It was Rhea Ripley against Dakota Kai. Mm-hmm. And Rhea Ripley retained. I would think now, since uh, Tony won the Mae Young Classic, she is the number one contender for the NXT UK Women's Championship. Um, same if I, if Io won the, uh, the the tournament, I said she would have been number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship. But it looks like they're still continuing this Kyrie Sane, Shayna Baszler mm-hmm. uh, story. And fun fact is that Shayna Baszler is now the first woman to be a two-time, be a two-time. NXT Women's, Women's Champion. And you think about that, that comes... What, two years after Samoa Joe became the first ever two-time NXT champion? Almost two years to the day, really. I saw something on Instagram yesterday. There are only a handful of people and then teams who have held NXT championships twice. Shayna Baszler, Samoa Joe. Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era, Shinsuke Nakamura, and The Revival. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because really the NXT championship and a lot of those championships are staples where it's like, all right, you're going to hold it, and when you lose it, it's time to go up. Pretty much. You know, that, that happened with that's Finn Balor? That's not necessarily a staple anymore because now you got uh, the North American Championship. Well, yes, because, of course. Because Adam Cole is still currently feuding Ricochet. But once someone's done holding that title, they can move up to the NXT title. No, of course. You're absolutely right. But my point was, you know, before the North American Championship, you had Finn Balor. You know, you had Sami Zayn. Mm -hmm. Kevin Owens went up with the NXT Championship. You had Neville. Um, You had Bo Dallas. That one ended very well. My point (laughs) is, normally you get one reign and that's it. Yeah, normally someone who's in NXT gets one championship reign and then they go up to the main roster. And it's normally towards the end of their NXT careers where it's like, and Finn Balor maybe was the exception. I thought he was in NXT way longer than he should have been. But I think he was in there a perfect amount of time. Uh, I think you look he, at you look like back at it now. He should have stayed there. Well, yes, I agree with that because they booked him horribly. Put him on SmackDown for Christ's sakes before it's too late. <laughs> it's already too late. But anyway, so I thought you know putting the three title matches last was perfect, especially giving the NXT Women's Championship a time to shine. 
Obviously, I wasn't crazy about Ronda and Nikki main eventing, even though they were a lot better than I thought I was. They thought they were. The true main event, CJ. Yeah, but briefly on Ronda and Nikki, the the only two issues I had with this pay-per-view, I just said before, was I wish they gave the Mae Young Classic a little more time, taking it from that six-woman tag. And I, I... the, the one thing I really despised from this pay-per-view was the fact that Nikki Bella was ho- having submission holds on Ronda Rousey. <laughs> she is a legitimate badass. She could kick your ass and my ass without even trying, and she, she knows submissions. She's a legitimate fighter. When I look at Nikki Bella, she's a Barbie doll-looking person. And I've said before that I have a lot of respect for Nikki Bella when she came back from her injury, and she clearly loves pro wrestling. And that's great, but I just don't like the fact that she was having Ronda in submission holds, and Ronda was selling for her. Mm-hmm. Ronda should have no sold any of those submission holds. Well, and to your point, I agree. If we're doing this, you know, if this were a real thing, the match would have been over in five seconds. But that's but... what you try to play up to. I know everybody knows that it's scripted and it's predetermined and all that. Excuse me, but you want to make make believe. You want to have some kind of realism to a certain degree. But if you're going to play that up, CJ, why have them in the main event in the first place? Why have a five-second main event? Why not put Charlotte and Becky in the main event? I'm not saying have it a five-second main event. I'm just saying, like, don't have Nikki Bella be doing so many submission holds. Well, no, Rousey. I get that, but like, if I'm not play- saying she didn't shouldn't do any. I was gonna say, but wh- she had she had so many holds on her. Right. I get Ronda's the babyface and she has to sell, and Nikki's the heel and she has to get her heat on it. But they should have done something else about going about doing that. That's my all. whole thing is That's if they're playing thing. up the real card, that match would have been over quickly and which would have made the main event pointless. The fact that they went 20 minutes and they did go back and forth, I was like, all right, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. No, it wasn't. And it was a good match. It was a good match. It both, was a good match. They both played their parts perfectly. And obviously the ending with all the women coming out um, on the stage, obviously that's why Ronda main evented in the first place. Get the yeah. baby face over. Um, have a feel-good moment for the pay-per-view. Have a feel-good moment for the pay-per-view. You might not have that next year when they do the second one. But the real the main real main event, event was Charlotte and Becky. That was the best match the of the year. Sh- that, that was match of the, the year. Damn show. That was match of the year, no doubt. Um, from start to finish. And, you know, there was even one part in the match where Charlotte went from the moonsault through the table. She misses the table. What does she do next? She it's, puts it's, Becky back on the table senton. and hits a picture-perfect senton. It got the crowd crazy. They were like, what moonsault? <laughs> like, what moonsault? What moonsault? That was perfect. Don't try to tell me what just happened. I was there. Anyway, the one thing that I had a problem it's not a big problem I felt Charlotte was kind of overselling way too much to the point where it's like if you think about it this way when Becky was put through a couple of tables she just lay there dead as you're supposed to Charlotte got power bombed off the top rope through a table on the floor and that's supposed to be the finish she's squealing and moving and I'm like stay down it's supposed to be the end that's really and again but in the but in the match she doesn't want to lose. That's the whole point. That's why she's trying to squirm around and try right. to fight to stay up. Again, that's my only little issue. And if if that's it, that's fine. And maybe that's just me being like, all right, you know, we've seen last man or last woman standing matches before. This really isn't how it's supposed to be. Regardless, I thought they knocked it out of the park. I yeah. thought start to finish the chemistry was, that was awesome. My, that's what that was my favorite match in the pay-per-view. The, the, uh, and that the, was, that's been one of my favorite matches this, this entire year. The ECW uh, moments where they're just both throwing chairs the, into the, the ring. ECW chants. ECW chants. Um, Becky putting Charlotte through the table off the ladder on the leg drop. That was great. That was awesome. Charlotte putting Becky in a figure eight in the How ladder. How did she do that? 
That must have hurt. I, it, you think like, and, I, and I'm watching the CJ, and I'm like, all right, take all the time you need because eventually you're you're gonna get her in the figure four. But I don't know about the figure eight. And all of a sudden she's got the figure eight on, and I'm just like, that had to hurt Charlotte too. Oh, of course, because yes, yeah, Charlotte Charlotte's flexible, no doubt. Just to do the figure eight in the first place, to do it with a ladder in between the both of you, there's not just pressure on Becky. There's pressure now on Charlotte's legs as mm-hmm. well to keep that hold intact, because as she's because as she's like raising her legs and she's raising her back, that ladder's coming into her too. So mm-hmm. it probably had to be painful for the both of them. But I thought again, they knocked it out of the park. It was the best match of the night. Obviously, at this point, and I wanted to ask you this before we, you know, move on to the rest of the pay per view as well, or just final thoughts on it. Becky put out a tweet and a Instagram picture of her holding the title, saying, "I was going where I was going without the fans, but then they came with me." And then it almost felt like not a face promo last night, but it wasn't a heel promo either. Are we starting to see the transition back to it's, a tweener? It's, it's or a possible face? that they can just let Becky be Becky, and you know, have her just be herself. Really, you know, I mean, she said like, then the fans came with me, embracing it. Okay, you, you, if this is going to lead to more of a tweener-esque type of Becky Lynch. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it too because... But no matter, it doesn't matter how they book her. The fans are still going to cheer for her. They're of still, course. And, and maybe her. that's what they realize. They're like, you know what? Maybe if we just let Becky be Becky, she doesn't have to be necessarily heel. She doesn't necessarily have to be a face. That's what they should have done from the beginning. I was going to say, we don't have to have her as that anymore. Let's just let her be herself. I guess they just really want her to be a play up the fact that she's a heel in the rivalry with, rivalry with Charlotte. Well, the rivalry is over. But now it's over. I guess they can just let her do what she wants. Because even... Um, in her interview with Ronda, where again it wasn't just it was just congrats, champ, this and that, and going that actually was cringeworthy that they say champ several times. Yeah, that was a little. I didn't like that necessarily, but again, it, it didn't really feel like a heel promo to me. And even at the end of the night, the cameras didn't catch it. It was off the air. They toasted the the women's titles together. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't see that. No, I didn't see it either. But I saw a picture of Ronda holding up her championship, and Becky toasted to her with okay. hers. But of course, that was off camera. Becky wasn't even in sight. Before what I also saw on Twitter recently was Ric Flair posting a I picture saw that with with Sasha, Becky, Charlotte, and Bailey. Right. No, to and, Charlotte and, and Becky every, were on opposite sides of each other. Yeah, but they every, were both. Everybody's just everybody's going to Ric Flair like kayfabe is truly dead. And I, well, well, and I'm like, well, kayfabe's been dead for a long time. To your point. There was an actual picture with Charlotte and Becky before the match even took place. Was it really? Yes. Um, I I don't know where I found it. It was on Instagram, but you can tell it was the same gear they had the night of mm-hmm. um, because it was the same gear in the Ric Flair picture. They did take a picture before the match took place. So yeah, K-Fab's, K-Fab's, K-Fab has been dead for years, people. Yeah, Shut up. It's been dead um, for years. It's been dead for years. Um, we anyway. all know these people are really friends in real life. Exactly. Um, but... To the point that we're going to talk about a little bit later with Ronda Becky and Survivor Series. I want to touch on that a little later. But if we do have a tweener Becky, this can set up the MMA versus WWE 4 horsewoman a lot better than it would have back in August. It seems like they're planting the seeds for it now. I don't think it's going to happen at Survivor Series. The match itself. Or, Not the match itself. Or, but or, or even like, you know, people getting involved. I don't think that's going to happen at all. Right. I just feel like this can just plant the seeds of... It happening down the line because do it at Mania 36 when everybody's ready. You can do it at Mania 36 because you can have a thing, or potentially you could do it at SummerSlam next year. 
because Toronto, if, yeah. because if they do Charlotte and Ronda th- this year coming up at Mania, and if they have uh, that's how you can plant the seeds for this. Yeah, and because right now what we said earlier about Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir inter- interfering, or is it Marina Schaefer? I have no idea. I've heard both uh, pronunciations of her name. Anyway, Roderick Strong's wife. Um, they were got involved in the match and helped Shayna regain the NXT Women's Championship. They can start the stable in NXT now. Yeah, they can form that in NXT. Quick side note, though. I noticed they changed Kyrie Sane's theme song. Yeah, I didn't... Why'd they do that? I didn't like it. I loved her theme song. Because honestly, like, and I was listening to it before, and I'm like, you know, I was at Brooklyn 4, and that's not the song it I heard. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, I didn't like it at all. I loved her last theme song. Her last one I liked. I didn't like the new one I at loved, all. I loved her last one. Anyway, but yeah... That's you, beside you, the point. Besides the point. Just a quick note I forgot to mention. But anyway, yeah, they are... It seems like they're going to be having, uh, you know, Marina and Jessamine with Shayna... And, you know, have a little faction. You know? I'm okay with it. Have them tear down the NXT uh, uh, women's roster. And it gives these two a chance to learn because everyone's saying, let's have the MMA versus WWE at Mania 35. I go, they're not ready. They're not ready. You have to have them be prepared. They say that they think, from what I've heard reports a while ago, but they think that uh, Jessamyn Duke has the most potential out of all four women. Really? That's what they say. I don't know if she's probably improving, impressing them a lot in the performance center. We'll have to see how she does in, as time goes on in NXT. But they can learn through Shayna because the other thing is that Shayna has been on the independent scene. Shayna's ready. She was on the independent scene wrestling for a short time. There's even a match I saw where she was managing Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish against the Young Bucks for the ROH tag titles at a pay per view in Los, uh, Los Angeles, uh, Las Vegas. Vegas, Las Vegas. Yeah, so. She's been doing, I mean, she has the, I mean, Shayna Baszler, we've said a million times, she's ready to go up to the main roster. Of course. She's so ready. Just don't put her on Raw. Not yet. Not yet. Maybe you can have. Let her tear down the SmackDown division first. I think so. So you could potentially have Ronda and Charlotte, main event mania. Ronda wants redemption, and you can have Charlotte and Ronda feud for the year. And then you build towards a four horsewomen versus four horsewomen match at SummerSlam. Well, then let me ask you this. Do you still think Ronda Charlotte will be the main event of WrestleMania? At this point, yeah, because Roman Reigns isn't going to be around because they said the the one other person, at least in Dave Meltzer's reports, that the, the one other person who they think could put be put in that place besides Charlotte and Ronda is Roman. I don't think they'll put Dean and Seth in the main event if that's their universal championship picture. So you even think or, Ms. Daniel Bryan takes a back seat? If I, that's what they're going to go with. I think Miz, now that Roman's not going to be at Mania for sure, I think Miz and Bryan have a better potential to be main eventing next year than... than uh, well, it's it's neck and neck. Charlotte and Ronda or Miz and Bryan could be the main event of next year's WrestleMania, depending on what they want to do. But all I'm saying is that you can plant the scenes at Mania... And then eventually you can do the match at SummerSlam or Survivor Series of next year. Right. Take as take as long as you want to build this story because it's a match people want to see. Well, here's the thing, and, and you shared me this article the other day that the rumors right now, and it's not confirmed that when SmackDown goes to Fox, the brand split is gone. So now you can do the match at Survivor Series if that's the case. Yeah. But if that's going to happen. I mean, I've heard the reasons in the article. Apparently the reasons why they want to do that is because they don't want to risk going to FS. Uh, FSN one, FS one, FS one. So what that means is like when the World Series takes place on Fox, they're gonna move SmackDown to FS one or FS two, which they don't want to happen. 
Yeah, they don't want to have so they And obviously, it's going to no matter what they decide to do because the World Series takes over Fox for as long as it's going to be. You saw it was this year. Point is, World Series yeah, always has the priority. That, yeah, that's, a, that's a, a, a major championship series of games. Yes. And no matter what WWE, whether they like it or not, it, that's how it's going to be. Yep, you could put Roman, Cena, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Triple H on SmackDown full-time. They're going to FS1 for the World Series, whether they like it or not. That's how it's going to be. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. I mean, You're right. unle- unless the World Series was moved to a different broadcast station. Which it, it would not for a long time. I don't know when they re-sign with Fox, but like they've got a multi-year contract. That's not going anywhere at all. But they're lucky that the... Um, you know, the championship series and the division series isn't on regular Fox. That's on FS1 and FS2, which is what keeps SmackDown on Fox until the World Series airs. I mean, it's not really a big deal anyway. I mean, I feel like that's... It's a big deal if you don't have FS1 or FS2. It is It is a bit... Well, for WWE's sake, you're still on major cable yes. TV for the majority of the year. Right. You, that's you, the, the upside. Right. When you look at, you know, like you just mentioned, when it comes to... And it's being moved to Friday night, so when it comes to Thursday night, who the NFL just signed Fox for Thursday night football, it still doesn't affect you because you're on Friday nights. The only thing that's going to affect the WWE is one week out of the year when the World Series airs on Fox. That's it. My whole thing is that I just don't want the brand split to be over. I just don't want I don't want either. It to, I think it's been you, thriving. You, you give up, what, three, three years after you started it up again? Yep. No way. It's been... Look, the problem is you have to... You just have to do book. You just have to do things right. You have to book your your wrestlers right. Let them be themselves, and everything else will be taken care of. Don't try and make like like when the whole Raw Super Show thing happened back in like two thousand disgusting two thousand eleven two thousand twelve whenever they started doing that. Like you're you're that's the thing when you bring everything all into one show, you're lessening the importance of sh- of certain characters. Keep in mind it was three months after the draft. Yeah. Which sent Randy Orton to SmackDown, sent Christian to SmackDown, all those big stars that were going to help build up SmackDown. Guess what? They're on Raw back in June. Yeah, it made it's, zero it's, sense. It's stupid. It really is. And also, Universal Championship. You're going to have a big red belt on, 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 Smack, a blue show? on a blue show, SmackDown? Nope. The only way the Universal title ever goes to SmackDown is per the Superstar Shakeup, and it's changing to blue when that happens. Oh, um, and again, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Um, if it hasn't happened yet, I don't think it's going to for at least another couple of years. The point is, when it comes to Fox, a- again, whether you put anybody you want on SmackDown, you end the brand split no matter what you decide to do, you're being moved for the World Series whether you like it or not. Yeah. That, that, that's it, basically. There's nothing else to say. I forgot what we were talking about before we were, this. We were talking about the, the four horsewomen. Four horsewomen versus four horsewomen match. Right. But it, that was Kinda my... got carried away. That was my point of if they were to end the brand split, they could do the four-on-four Survivor Series if they were all on different brands. That was the point I was trying to make, yes. Well, the thing is, though... You... Then we got on a rant about baseball. Here, 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 and we're not even on your sports podcast. No, it's not. Here... Here's what they can do. They can potentially have, they can have Charlotte and Ronda. They can have Charlotte win the Rumble, and she wins the Raw Women's Championship from Ronda. Now, she's not going to be the Raw Women's Champion on SmackDown. Right, she's so, going to move to Raw. So she'll be moved to Raw. And then you can still have, like, you're going to have to really fix your roster. You're going to have NXT call-ups, and you're going to have to make both rosters feel important because I feel like the only way you can really do this is to have... These women, I mean, I guess on one show, it doesn't make any sense if you don't do anything else. 
Right. Because you can move Charlotte to Raw. You can move Sasha and Bailey to Raw. You move Becky to Raw. But then you send over like Nia Jax and Ember Moon to SmackDown. Or you call up... Or you send the... Uh, you call up... Uh, let's say... Uh, there's a woman in NXT. Uh, Bianca Belair to SmackDown. You know? You could have Lacey Evans to SmackDown. Uh, Candice LeRae. You know? Um, start setting up these w- different women, Dakota Kai, to SmackDown and still make them feel important. Uh, Alexa Bliss to SmackDown. Bring Alexa Bliss back to SmackDown. It's bad time she goes back. And then you have Ronda, Shayna Baszler, and then Duke and, Sh- and uh, Shafir all on one brand, and you can build that up to SummerSlam. Call them up before SummerSlam, and then that sets up, uh, continues the feud between uh, the four horsewomen. Well, what if we were to do this at Survivor Series next year? What are the chances? And again, you're going to have SmackDown on Fox. You're going to have your top superstars on SmackDown. What are the chances Ronda goes to SmackDown after losing the championship? And I see where you're going with this whole rivalry thing. Maybe they carry it, but maybe they carry it in a Survivor Series instead. Or they could do a thing... Where they do Raw versus SmackDown, and the Raw versus SmackDown women's match is MMA versus WWE. Or you could have... Four of them on one brand and four of them on the other brand. Is that's that what, what I'm you, saying. That's what you're saying? Yeah. That can so, work too. So that what can if actually we, work better. Yeah, so what if we go to Survivor Series and the women's match is the MMA versus WWE four horsewomen match? That would be Where good. you have Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha, and Becky on Raw and the other four are on SmackDown. Because again, if you're going like to- that better. If you're going to do big superstars on SmackDown, my understanding, and obviously my understanding was for a lot of stars, like Roman before he got the leukemia, was he was going to go to SmackDown. Ronda's going to go to SmackDown. If, if we're doing this the way that we think is going to happen, Happen if you're mm-hmm. going to put everyone on SmackDown, Ronda's going to SmackDown. Uh, Shayna will probably get called them go to SmackDown. So if you do that, I think setting it up for Survivor Series next year is the better option because it's going to keep Raw versus SmackDown because I know they don't want to break that tradition not yet at least. Mm-hmm. And you could still do the match. Yeah, very true. And it's after Charlotte versus Ronda, so it does have that. You know, this is revenge for you beating me and ending my undefeated streak in front of eighty thousand people in New York. It's in New Jersey, but anyway. <laughs> But anyway, we're kind of on the subject of NXT. Kind of want to get into our speculations. Ah, the heel DIY. Kind of, yeah, kind of on how we think. Do this... we have a dark heel EIY, uh, DIY theme? Do we have a dark theme? Um, I, you could keep Champa's theme. You could, you which could... I listened to for the first time the other day. Golden. You're very late to the party on I'm that. Ve- I am very You're late very to the party. Late. That's how busy I've been. Anyway. <laughs> so, so yeah, you could. We I texted you about this last week and. Instead of you know you know Johnny, Johnny could go officially heel, and he could align himself with Champa, and then just wait for the right time for him to turn on Champa, turning him back babyface so he could win the NXT Championship, setting up Brooklyn Five. Yeah. The thing is, when do they do this? I feel like it's too soon to do it now. Of course, you're not going to do it at War Games or after War Games. I think the best time to do this is Phoenix. Um, at the Rumble. At the Rumble. So I think, you know, right now it's looking like is it confirmed Champa and Dream at War Games? I looked on Wikipedia. The only thing that's been confirmed is the War Games match, um, and it, I don't think it has been aired. But spoilers: uh, it, the War Games match is Undisputed Era versus Pete Dunne, Ricochet, and the War Raiders. Mm-hmm. That's the only. And match. it's going to be a four on four. Yeah, four on four. Because uh, Bobby Fish is back now, so yeah. So, so yeah, so instead of it being three teams, it's just a four on four. Yeah, it's a four on four. Okay, I'm, I actually kind of like that a little better, to yeah. be honest. 
I didn't think, because again, we were speculating on who the third team would be all summer. I think it's just better to do it this way. I thought it was going to be Ricochet the War Raiders versus British Strong Style versus Undisputed Era. Yeah. That's what I thought it was going to be, but this makes more sense. It makes more sense. I like it better. Anyway, so yeah, so you assume it's going to be Gargano Black at War Games. i like to see them possibly in a straight fight, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and you're probably going to have Champa and Dream at War Games. My understanding is Gargano is probably going to help Champa win the match if this is the, the direction we're going. That's the thing. is I, you, you just said before, like you don't think they should uh, start this now. No, I was saying I don't think we should end it right now. Or, or were you saying that we should start this down the line somewhere else? Because I didn't know what you were saying. What I was saying is, well, I was asking you, do you think we should uh, start this now? Because I don't think, I think it's too early to do it. I think we should start it around war games. Oh, really? I, maybe at war games or a little after. I'm not ready to start it now, but I'm ready to end it in Phoenix. That's what I was trying to say. Oh, ready to end it in Phoenix. I'm okay. going to end it in Phoenix. Okay. So I think we should probably start this around a, maybe on the day of or after war games. Maybe you have Johnny cost Velveteen Dream the NXT Championship, something along those lines. Um, and then at Phoenix, when you would assume Aleister Black is finally going to get the rematch against Champa, I'm not certain to say that Gargano would cost Black. But at the end of the match, Johnny's going to turn on Champa. That's what I think is going to happen. And then that's going to set up the Brooklyn Five title match. Champa would have to retain uh, of course. the title against Black for him to turn on him to set up the title match. Yes, that, and that's ex that's exactly what would happen. Okay. Yeah, you're not going to have those two go out at another street fight, not for the title. No. Because at this point, I'm going to be like, wow, I watched this last year. <laughs> well, they had a last man standing match, didn't they? Well, I was talking about the one in New Orleans, the the unsanctioned match. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, I was like, wow, I saw this exact match last year. Great. Uh, but, yeah, so I think, yeah, you're not going to start it tonight. I think maybe you start seeing the seeds being planted. Obviously, because it's been taped already. It's been taped, and obviously, you know, you've seen, you know, Tommaso tweeting and the DIY picture and all that. So the seeds are being planted, but it's not going to happen tonight. It's not going to happen next week. It's not going to happen the week before War I'm Games. I'm all for that because we can get so many tag matches that we could that we couldn't get at the time because at the time the tag the tag division in NXT pretty much was DIY in the revival. Yeah. I can't remember too many other tag teams. Oh, and AOP when they came up. Yeah, AOP was still there too, but you can have heel DIY versus uh Mustache Mountain, heel DIY versus the Undisputed Era yep. versus uh War Raiders. What are the chances even that heel DIY gets a tag title run? Not long obviously, but what are the chances of that? The chances um they're not impossible. Yeah. I, I think for sure they get a, like a tag title uh, championship match at the very yeah. least. I don't if know they, they were to run. win, they'd probably lose them quickly and they lose on NXT TV. But mm. the chance that they're not impossible, if they're going to run with this, they've got a chance here. Because I I remember the first th one of the tweets Champa put out when he was injured after Undisputed Era uh, debuted. He said, he's like, one thing I can say for sure. Red Dragon versus DIY is never going to happen. <laughs> and he put a picture of Kyler Riley and Bobby Fish and then him and Gargano underneath it. And was like, Champa, you you proper bastard, you. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what, there might be chances of that to happen down the line, I would think. And again, if they were to win the tag belts, it wouldn't be a long reign. It would be very quick, probably Not a couple weeks. If, any, if anything, it would probably... They'd probably, if they did win the tag belts, they'd lose them right back to Undisputed Era. Yeah. And then that's where the things can really start to, the tension you can start mm -hmm. to build between Champa and Gargano. Yep. And then at Phoenix, 
whoever Champa de- defends the, the title against, whether it be Black or anybody else. Heard rumors about uh, Adam Cole as well. Adam Cole too. Yeah, that would and that would actually make sense. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. That makes sense if, if, if it's Adam. Cole, if it's Adam Cole, he's feuding against. Then having him and under Gargano and Champa face undisputed era, depending who it is, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, or O'Reilly and Strong, or Strong and Fish doesn't matter. Right, but. That would be a really smart way to do that because it would really elevate and push Adam Cole to to treat. They already treat him like a big deal. They they already treat the undisputed era like a big deal. But that would even be better for the undisputed era. Absolutely. Now, and here's another thing. Obviously, Bobby Fish is back. Is the tag title belts? Do they switch between Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish, or does it still belong to Roderick Strong? I mean, it says it still belongs to Roger Strong. They say that the tag champions are Kyle O'Reilly and Roger Strong. They even said the Instagram post that, that NXT's Instagram put up yesterday was the only ever two-time NXT champions, and they had Strong and O'Reilly there. Right. Um, it's a good point. I don't. Th- I I think they still can because they did it with Sanity, even though they said only Eric Young and uh, they do it with New Alex, Day Alex every Alexander other. Wolf. They do it with New Day every other five minutes. Yeah, like they, they did it with. With sanity for the three free will rule, they did it with the Wyatts and Randy or- and Randy Orton when right. he was in the Wyatt family. Like Luke Harper was treated as a Luke Harper was treated more as, as, as a uh, tag team champion as even, a tag champion than uh, Orton was. He was carrying both belts yep. down to the ring. But yeah, I, I feel like they could if they still want to. Honestly, like they could have a match announced as Strong and O'Reilly, but or Fish can come in there and take his place, like what Eric Young did in Brooklyn. Yeah, because you thought it was going to be Wolf and Dane, and then. Eric Wolf. Young joined halfway through. He he joined right before Wolf made the tag to Dane. So, you know, tag wasn't made yet, and he was in his gear. So Why not? Anyway, uh, yeah, they could do something like that. But, yeah, that would make sense. If it is going to be Adam Cole and Phoenix, you build up that rivalry while they feud with the other members of the Undisputed Era. You have Tommaso Ciampa go over in Phoenix. And right before, maybe it's even on the ramp, CJ, because you and I are really on this ramp thing. Yeah. Just hits him in the back with the crutch while he's not looking, and that sets up the Brooklyn Five title match. Or again. here's another thing. Okay. Maybe not hit him with a crutch, but they can kind of be like have their arms over each other, and Johnny throws Tommaso into the LED board like he did in Chicago. I would love that. I absolutely love that. Place would go crazy. It'd be guaranteed that it's going to happen because it'd be again, per- it'd be the perfect way to finally put a rest to this story until Champa and Gargano are both in the main roster and they want to pick up the feud again. And wherever they do that and how they decide to do it, and they better do it right. Um, mm-hmm. Exactly. But yeah, so I think that's the best way to do it. But regardless of that, I think it comes down to the fact that. We do have this opportunity for a heel DIY. We do have an opportunity to actually get them to do something, maybe even another tag title run, whether it's quick, and it will be quick if this is how this is going to go. Yeah. If our speculation is true on what's going on, it would be a quick title reign, of course. But again, if they are going to feud with the Undisputed Era and Cole is going gonna, is gonna to feud with Champa, I think this is the best way to, to make that all work because Cole would be feuding with Champa, DIY would be feuding with the Undisputed Era. It's all right there. They'd be feuding with the tag champions, and they'd be like, you know, two of the biggest champ, two of the big championships in the in the promotion are all in one feud. Yeah. Sometimes don't things work out? Sometimes they do, but I feel like if you're gonna do heel DIY and undisputed era, just being undisputed era, they're not heel, they're not face, they're just the undisputed era. It would be a great, uh, great program. I agree. I hope they do it. I really hope they do. It would happen after War Games, most likely. Mm-hmm. So, why don't we move on to Monday Night Raw. wasn't great, but there was one segment that you and I wanted to bring up that was Dean and Seth. 
Uh, Seth calling out Dean Ambrose. Dean, as I knew he would, did not say a word. Just stood up there in the crowd in disgust. Seth Rollins was like, you know, at least when I put the knife in your back, I had the, the balls to come out here and explain why. This and that. Dean's just standing up there in disgust, walks away. Let him just be silent. Yeah. Really let him be silent. For as long as he wants. For as long as he wants. I just wasn't crazy about the fact that they had him in the crowd. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't like that. Because the crowd was cheering. I was listening. I said this to you before we started recording. Uh, Brian Alvarez was like, he was really taking a big crap on this whole Ambrose heel turn. The the fact that of how they're they're, they're experiencing exploiting Roman Reigns' real-life leukemia sickness to further elevated feud. Like, like you said, they do this for a lot of rivalries. They do it for a lot, and honestly, it doesn't really bother me all that much because... It doesn't bother me as much as it did when it first happened. When it first happened, it was still very fresh, and then when I had a few days to think about it, I was like, that's the best thing they could have done with this. Because it's the only way you're going to get heat on Dean honestly, he did make a good point, the fact that, you know, they have Ambrose in the crowd, and what do people do when wrestlers are in the crowd? They're, they cheer. They, they cheer. No whether, matter who's whether, in the crowd. It doesn't matter. It could be... It could be Ambrose, it could be Rollins, it could be Brock Lesnar, it could be Braun Strowman. Doesn't matter if they're hero baby face. People are like, oh my god, that's a wrestler, he's right next to me. Exactly. They're gonna get excited no matter what. Exactly. It was literally just gonna bring up that point. You know, you remember when CM Punk was a heel back in twenty twelve and he ran out of the ring from Ryback and Vince was making the announcement. And that was when he punched that fan out. Um Yeah. CM Punk was probably one of the most hated heels in the company at that point. People were cheering because they're like, Oh my god, CM Punk's right next to me. Yeah, and people I felt bad for him because people were People were messing with him. The guy who initially shoved him, Punk didn't even punch that right guy. No, he punched the wrong guy. He yeah. pun- Literally, the wrong guy got shoved in the Punk, and he got knocked out for it. Yeah, and he had to apologize to him. Well, but, don't put your hands but, on a wrestler. But Yeah, but don't yeah, don't be screwing with the guy. Don't be screwing around touching him. They're trained professionals. That's They're the trained is, fighters. Where was, where was security? Yeah. Where was security? I know Ambrose was by himself, but there were security guards around there. There was no security guards I think they were Punk on the night. top because I saw a video of him leaving with security. They were probably right by where that um, that entrance is to the stadium. But the thing which is... Which I didn't like that either. There were people all around him, and they sh- there were people all around Punk that night, and there was no security around. Like, Oh, you're talking about the Punk night. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm talking about the Punk thing. Oh. That's just... I'm getting a little off tangent, but th- that's the thing. <laughs> they should have been right there... I agree. ...to separate people from Punk. Before a situation like that even happens, but anyway, the Ambrose thing, yeah. I mean, we have to wait and see how they how they progress with this feud. It for sure, this is gonna this is gonna be an Intercontinental Championship feud. But do we for the time being? And I heard rumors about Survivor Series, but I'm like, it's gonna be Rollins Nakamura at Survivor Series at this point. If it's gonna be Raw versus SmackDown. I see Dean getting involved in Saudi Arabia. I've already seen pictures of him there with media. So he's going to be involved in this show. I assume he's going to cost Seth Rollins the World Cup. Um, whether yeah. that's in the first round or the second round or the finals. And I think it would be better if he did it in the finals. Yes. If it's Seth Rollins and The Miz or whoever. And we'll get to that. I think it would be better for him to do it in the finals. You know, everyone knows Dean is there. He's going to be involved in this somehow. Um, I think this will lead to an Intercontinental title match. I think realistically, like we said last week, this rivalry needs the Universal Championship, and it sucks for Braun Strowman. Yeah, I, I feel like Ambrose will probably win the Universal Championship down the line, regardless of who it's from. Yeah, and I agree with that. The, and that'll be the match at Mania. So do we have an inter- so we have an Intercontinental title match, let's say, at TLC. Yeah. Who's going over, and how quickly are they dropping the IC title to somebody else? Like Dolph Ziggler, they're going to do Ziggler and McIntyre at Mania. Well, here's the thing. They might not have this be an Intercontinental Championship feud, and they could potentially have the, have uh, Rollins drop the IC title back to Dolph Ziggler 
or Drew McIntyre. Drop the Drew McIntyre. If, I if think it's best for him to do that ASAP. If, if they're going to put the world title, the universal title on Dean Ambrose, and you're going to use that for this rivalry, you need to get the IC title off Seth as soon as possible. Or here's another interesting idea. Seth holds on to the Intercontinental Championship until Mania, and it's championship for championship. Universal Championship and Intercontinental Championship. That Ambrose could work. versus Rollins. So what, Winner do, takes all. So do we still have Dolph versus McIntyre at Mania? Because originally that was slated for the IC I title. Did, I did say that that would be a good feud for the IC title. I don't know. They could still do the match. They could still do it without the title. They could. But I feel like that would be a really cool idea because that would be a first time that... It'd be another first time thing Seth has had. He would have he's the first one to hold the WWE championship and the United States Championship at the same time. Then he would be the first person to hold the Universal Championship and the Intercontinental Championship at the same time. Hall of Fame. And third time he would be holding two championships at once. Yep. Seth Rollins is a guaranteed Hall of Famer. Look at it look at his stats just alone in WWE. He's the first ever NXT champion. And and just those two, and just that uh, fact I just mentioned before, he's a Grand Slam champion. He is the first person to cash in Money in the Bank at the end of WrestleMania and do it successfully. He's got a lot of firsts, and when you have a lot of firsts under your belt in in wrestling, you're going to be a Hall of Famer. I agree. And, you know, you make good points of that. Maybe they have champion versus champion at Mania. I don't necessarily see that taking place, you know, where you have the champion versus champion. It could work. I just don't necessarily see that taking place in my eyes right now. I know it, it most likely won't happen, but that's just that's just something I would really love to see. No, say. absolutely. And title again, for title. and again, if you and I are going to be there, and we will be there, that would be very nice to see. I don't think that's happened. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that's happened at Mania since Hogan Warrior. Way I'm thinking about it right now, I think you're right. I, I don't think it has happened since the then. since WrestleMania. Yeah, four or five. What was it, um, Warrior Hogan? Warrior Hogan. I think that was six in Toronto. Okay. Or is that seven? Anyway, I think you're right. I know it's not three, because three is Hogan and Andre. Yeah, when I'm thinking about it now, when I'm just thinking about the main events, yeah, I think you're right. I don't think we've seen that in a very, very long time. At least so. not in the main event of Mania. We've seen it in other times. We just haven't oh, no, 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 of course. We just haven't seen it in the main event of Mania. You, the, a, title, the last like a world time, title, mid-card title. For the, the last time I think they had Intercontinental title, world title up for grabs, wasn't that 2002? Triple H Kane at No Mercy? I'm not sure. I think I want to say. Anyway, we're getting way off topic here. The point yeah. is, it would be something very nice to see. I just don't see it right now, but it would steal the show. You know, it would bring, you know, a rivalry to a clash. But again, I think really when the if you have the Universal title involved and you're still going to have Dolph versus McIntyre. It doesn't need it. It really doesn't. It doesn't. It I would, just think they're going to have it. It would it would be cool. If, I just think they're going to have it. That's all. Yeah, I think so too. I still think it's, it's going to lead to like McIntyre winning the IC title from Ziggler at Mania. Eventually, Universal champion. He wants the Universal title. You heard me said on Monday saying I'm going to be very focused on Braun versus Brock Lesnar. Well, yeah, he's going to be obviously he's shooting with Braun. But I was gonna a, say does a McIntyre Lesnar match would, would interest me a lot too. I was gonna say, do we have McIntyre in the Universal Title picture after Crown Jewel? Yeah, for sure. He's facing Braun. Okay. I just spoiled my prediction, but I think he's facing Braun after. Okay, Crown well Jewel. there you go. <laughs> well, some prediction. God forbid Brock gets the belt back in two days. <laughs> I'm done watching. Anyway, my but, God, I sound like a five-year-old wrestling fan. I'm done watching. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Um, Little Johnny and CJ are gonna stop watching. <laughs> Getting away from WWE for just a second. Right, and then we'll get to uh, Crown Jewel after this. As of, uh, I think this was, today was the last day, the Jericho Cruz uh, yes. 
is ending. Uh, a lot of cool stuff happened. Yeah, the Alpha Club versus the Bullet Club, which is Jericho and the Young Bucks versus Marty Skrull, Kenny Omega, and Cody. And that's supposed um, to air on Saturday, right? Yeah, this Saturday on Fight TV. Okay. I tried looking for it on YouTube, but I couldn't find it. It's, You're not going to find it on YouTube. No one's no. got Wi-Fi out there. Nobody's going to upload anything until no, at least I tomorrow. I know. That's what I'm thinking. But anyway, that's another thing. Do you really call Omega, Skrull, and Cody... The Bullet Club? Not anymore. Not anymore, because according to Wikipedia, not only is Cody Rhodes out of the Bullet Club, but so is Kenny Omega, so is the Young Bucks, so is Marty Skrull, and so is Hangman Page. None of them commented on this at all. Well, you have to see on but, Saturday if they're wearing Bullet Club gear, because it's Alpha Club versus Bullet Club, you said, right? Yeah. So you got to see if they're in Bullet Club gear at all. And obviously, Cody's already come public saying, I'm not in the Bullet Club anymore, but what about Kenny that's and, what the and match, the rest of That's them? what the match was billed as. Exactly. So I, I'm curious to see if anybody's in Bullet Club gear at all. I would assume they're going to be, but if they're not, then that's a little bit more speculation going forward. We've thought about, you know, are they they're most likely going to go to WWE? But another thing that entered my mind is, what if they just leave Bullet Club the faction they don't have to go to WWE just yet and they form their own faction the elite yeah that keeps the thing going that can be the thing for Ring of Honor if they decide to keep doing it because I know Marty Skrull is still he's still contracted to Ring of Honor in New Japan for another couple of years and we all obviously all know about Hangman and Cody and, and the Bucks uh, contracts right and Kenny coming up on January 1st so that could be a, a thing. What, what do you think is more likely? The fact that they are going to stay doing what they're doing as the elite, or are they going to go to WWE? See, that's the thing. It's, it's very tricky right now because they've all commented. Say, even Cody said, he goes, I'm not going to WWE. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. But it sounds like there's a chance. Contracts are up January 1st. They've all, I mean, and Cody's obviously gone public with it, but the rest of them haven't. They're all out of the Bullet Club at this point. I'm curious to see where it goes. I, I, my guess, CJ, right now is they're going to WWE. That's my guess. I mean, that's the obvious guess to make. But I don't know. I feel like there's. They also said as well they're not. And I'm sorry to cut you off. They're not advertised for the G1 Supercard Show. Cody's made that public in the Garden. They're not advertised. Yeah, when Nick Aldis was talking to Bully Ray and Dave LaGreca about Soviet Radio, he he said that he would actually like for the, if the they third could, one to be if there. they could do a third one to the third one to be a Madison Square Garden. Yep. Cody just replies to the Bust Open Twitter and says, "No, I'm not booked for that show." Yeah, exactly. So I'm curious to see exactly where this is going to go. I think. They're all going to WWE. At least, if I ha if there was only one to pick that I think is going to WWE, I think it's Cody Rhodes. Only one? I'm saying if there was one to pick at this very moment. I know they're all going, but if there's one to, to pick to, right now, Cody's me, made it the most obvious he's going. Yeah, but for, for me, it's always been Kenny. No, no, no. I, I'm just saying at this very moment, the yeah, one to me that's Co made Cody, it the most Cody obvious. Cody has made it the most obvious that he is most likely not sticking around. Yeah, I think they're all going. But I think if there was one right now that you know is not sticking around, it's Cody Rhodes. Because that's another thing. If they go to WWE, and it, but if they they go to WWE, there's no all in two. Yeah, that's another. Which thing. is another thing there, he said he wanted to do. There's no all in two if they go to WWE. Right. There's no way they're going to be able to put put on their own show if they go there. Right. But crazier things have happened in wrestling. Yeah, they let Rey Mysterio on the Jericho cruise against their own wishes. Well, he had. He was uh, obligated to that. I know he was obligated, but even WWE said we would rather you not go. They said he would. Ra they would rather him not go on to all in before he before he okay. signed. But when he signed, 
But that's the thing. They still let people do their contractual obligations. If, right. They let the Hardys go to that high school gym. They, they just wouldn't let them compete. They let but they let them go with the tag belts. With the tag belts. That's still pretty cool. Yeah. That's still pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, but for your sake, do you think they're going to WWE or do you think they're staying put? I don't know. I that entered my mind. But I really, when I, the more I think about it, the only other thing they can do is all in two. That's the only other thing I can think about because they've all won championships. They've all done the, what they could possibly do. The only way Hangman Page would be elevated more is if he won the ROH championship or won a singles title in ROH in New Japan. That's the only thing he can do, but he's, that can still happen between now and January. Yeah. As of right now, I, right now, I don't think they're going. Right, right now. But... I don't know. All right. Well, we'll have to see. Why don't we get into Crown Jewel? Before we do the predictions, let's update everybody on the obvious that has happened this week. John Cena, Daniel Bryan officially out of Crown Jewel. Um, obviously, they were very strong on the fact that they were still going. They refused to work the show. Now it is confirmed because we heard, are they going? Are they not going? This week, we found out confirmation that Daniel Bryan and John Cena are out. Bobby Lashley has replaced John Cena in the World Cup. Samoa Joe has replaced AJ St- uh, sorry, Daniel Bryan in the championship right. match. And they did AJ the championship Styles. match last night on SmackDown, which was a phenomenal opening match. You need mm-hmm. to see it. Um, but yeah, once it, basically how SmackDown started last night, and I'm not going to go too long on this, is AJ came out and said, I apologize for lying. I meant to hit you with the Pele on purpose. Uh, Daniel Bryan says, I'll just be honest say it to your face. And then they were like, you know what? Why do we have to wait till Friday? Let's do this right now. Shane O'Mac comes out and says, you're right. Let's do this right now. Let's get a ref. And that was the confirmation that Bryan's out of the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. The match ends. They have a handshake. They have a hug in the middle of the ring. Out comes Samoa Joe. Beats the crap out of both of them. Chokes them both out. AJ says, I want Samoa Joe for the WWE title, the crown jewel. Paige says, all right, you got it. Whatever. Like, we didn't know it was coming. Um, there were only a handful of people who they could have picked. They could have picked Joe. They could have picked Nakamura, Almas, or Rusev. Those yeah. are the only stars on SmackDown who really weren't doing anything heading into crown jewel. Right. Which, the fact that Nakamura is doing nothing as the U.S. champion is mind-boggling. It's, it's just, oh my God, that's an episode for another day of how disappointed I am with what they're doing We might Nakamura. do a full episode on that. 50 <laughs> minutes. I'm not kidding. We, we could go all day on that. We really could. Anyway, why don't we get to the predictions for Crown Jewel, as much as you and I don't like that this show is taking place in Saudi Arabia. It is happening there. Um, gotta so, cover it. Gotta, exa- cover, gotta it. cover it. Exactly. Why don't we start with uh, the Cruiserweight Championship match. Buddy Murphy is going to defend against Cedric Alexander, the rematch. Who do you got in that and why? Buddy Murphy. He's Mr. 205 Live. Yeah. Every great match people are talking about and highlights you see from 205 Live, he's in that match. There's no way he's going to drop the belt anytime soon. I agree. I'm taking... Not only, sorry to cut you off, but he not only is he great in the ring, he's got great personality too. Yep. Something Cedric lacks. I, he, I think Cedric Alexander is a great wrestler, great athlete. He just lacks character. Buddy Murphy needs to go a size up in t-shirts. Other than that, I like <laughs> this guy. I like his character. I think he could hold on to the Cruiserweight Championship for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I don't know where this sets up with Mike Kanellis as well. I know he's been a big name on 205 Live, but regardless of that, I think Buddy Murphy still walks out the champion. Yeah, for sure. Let's go to the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. The Bar versus the New Day, who do you got one? The bar, bar, bar. They just won them. I, I agree. I don't think you're gonna have the New Day go for a sixth reign just yet. Yeah, New Day doesn't need the tag titles. They don't need the tag titles. They never right did. Now. They didn't. No, they never really did need the tag titles. I know why they put them on because I think it was Rowan who got hurt. Rowan's hurt right now, so they had to put tag titles on somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, fair choice to put put them on the New Day. 
but because they can think, carry them and they can have fun with it. Yeah, people still love New Day. They're not getting old anytime soon. So, but the Bar just won them, and they've aligned themselves with Big Show. Interesting to see if they're gonna do like a Freebird thing with Big Show. But oh, excuse me. <laughs> Um, but I think that uh, for sure it's going to be the bar. I agree. I like the bar in this. They just won the I belts. The, I, I think Big bar. Big Show's going to get involved in this somehow. Cost New Day the tag belts. Really no reason to go in any further than that. I got the bar retaining. Nope. Should be a good match though. WWE Championship. AJ the champion. Samojo the challenger. This is like number four or five this year. Regardless, I think this is an easy one. Who do you got? Why? AJ, but... I, I feel bad for Samoa Joe. I do, too. And that's why I didn't want him in this match in the first place. Why you could have had somebody like Rusev or Nakamura or Almas. Because you and I said this. What is the credibility for Samoa Joe if he keeps losing and losing and losing? This is going to be number four for him. That's the thing. If he goes to if he goes to the Crown Jewel and he loses again, that really hurts Samoa Joe. Yeah. It Lost really at SummerSlam. Lost at Hell in a Cell. Lost at Super Showdown. And now he's going to lose on Friday whether anybody likes it or not. This hurts him a lot. It does. And don't get me wrong. I like the segment that he was in on SmackDown, attacking AJ, attacking Daniel. It makes him look very strong, but you know he's not winning. They're going to set up AJ Miz at some point, where Miz is finally going to win the championship back. But again, obviously, this is on horrible circumstances. It's a last-minute thing. You really can't blame the WWE for it. I just thought if you're going to do that, you pick somebody else. I thought they would have been great if they did pick Thomas. Yeah, would've absolutely. Been, would've been, I don't think he would have won, but I think it would have been a great showing. For him because he's had, had ma- he's they've had, had great ma- matches. Yeah, they've had great matches before, and him having a championship match and giving and giving them like 25, 30 minutes in, in the card. I mean, you, we've seen what he could do. Just look at his match with Johnny Gargano earlier this year. Yeah, he had a five star rating from Meltzer. So, in a match that really not a lot of people were excited for. No, you were. I mean, you were expecting. Oh, it's going to take over. It's going to be a good match. But it'll it was, be a good main event. But it was and it was great. It's one of my favorite matches of this entire year. Absolutely. So, but yeah, either way, I have AJ retaining. This is the easiest one to predict. Mm -hmm. The Universal Championship, the vacant Universal Championship, unfortunately. Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman. Who do you got? Braun Strowman. Yeah, it's time. He he should have the belt. He should have had the belt already. Um, It obviously sucks with circumstances with Roman Reigns, but um, I think Braun's going to be the guy for a while. Yeah, it's time. Um, I'm going to take Braun as well. I'm not ready for another Brock Lesnar title reign anytime soon. Is there anything that we disagree on? Because we agree on everything so far. Well, maybe the world, we haven't got to the World Cup yet. Yeah, true. That's right. So, well, yeah, a lot of these are very easy to predict right now. When the World Cup comes, I think it's going to be the most unpredictable parts of the night. Yeah. And then maybe the tag match, which we'll get to in a minute. But, yeah, I have Braun. I mean, again, it's... The Universal title is very easy to predict, I think. You know, if, if it yeah. was still a triple threat, it you was going to be Roman. You think it's easy. You're right. If Brock wins, I swear to God. I hope but, not. But it was expected Roman would retain heading into WrestleMania. Now it's expected, all right, Braun's going to be the guy. How long is he going to hold the belt? We don't like know. it looks like they're going to be setting up Braun and McIntyre like we talked about earlier. Yes. That's the only thing that makes sense. And again, if they have plans to give Dean the Universal Championship, who knows how long Braun's title reign lasts? How is he going to lose the championship? It couldn't be a one-on-one against Dean. That would never happen. It would have to be a triple threat or a fatal four-way, something which could lines. work. Um, if you did something heading into WrestleMania where it's like Braun versus McIntyre versus Seth versus Dean versus Ziggler, that's a way to do it. It's five guys at once. The, uh, you know... Uh, Fatal five way, what they call it. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, you know, like they did the six pack challenge and in the mania last year. Mm-hmm. So it, it could be something along those lines. I mean, that's a way you can get Braun to lose it. But at least, you know, speaking right here, right now, this Friday, Braun's walking out with the championship. Yeah, Braun Strowman. The first time ever, our childhoods, D Generation X versus the Brothers of Destruction. Who do you got? DX. I got DX because it's Shawn Michaels' first match back in eight years. 
I think they're still going to be doing some stuff with, with Shawn Michaels from now until end of 2018 into potentially WrestleMania. Um, but uh, yeah, I think this is going to be Shawn Michaels is going to be getting the finish here. DX is going to walk out uh, the, the winners. And yeah, th- I'm, I'm excited for this. I'm, I'm really mostly I'm excited to see Shawn Michaels. That's yeah. the one thing I'm really excited about to see Shawn Michaels wrestle again. Yep. Because there's potential for us as fans to see him live in attendance again, especially if he could wrestle in WrestleMania. Because I never got to see him wrestle live. Yeah, neither did I. But I am going with the brothers' instruction in this oh, match. Geez. So that's our first disagreement, and here's why. And, and I agree with you. I, I'm excited to see Shawn Michaels in this match. I'm excited to see DX versus his brothers of destruction. But I'm not sure if they're still going with the brothers of destruction heel turn like they teased in Australia. I think there's going to be something down the line where they cheat to win. I think Sean is going to be the one to get pinned in this match, which is eventually going to set up possibly Undertaker versus Sean at WrestleMania mm-hmm. in the double retirement match, like we had said a few months earlier. Now, I know there's been speculation that it's going to be AJ, Sean at WrestleMania, which nobody would complain about at all. God, please. Please. But I think if they are going to set up something down the line, this rivalry is not over. So I think Brothers of Destruction, you know, they get a dirty win. I think Sean's going to be the one to take the pinfall. I the Brothers of Destruction in Saudi Arabia. So now let's go to the World Cup, and we'll do this separately. So I'll do my bracket first. You'll do your bracket after that, and then we'll discuss the differences. There's no way we can possibly tell what the matches are going to be after. We're just giving who we think is going to win the first set of matches, and then we're going to think who who we think is going to win overall. Well, I'm going to try to go into the semis. If we, well, it's not that hard. There's only what eight of them, so yeah. So I'll start first, and you could do whatever you want. I'm going to go the whole way, and I'm going to start by each side. So I'll start on the raw side. Seth and Bobby. I'm going to pick Seth in this match, Mm -hmm. obviously for what's going to happen a little bit later. How I think it's going to happen. I think Seth goes over in the first match. Kurt Angle, Dolph Ziggler. I think this is going to be the best match of the night, possibly the longest of the tournament. I have Dolph winning in this match. Dolph, really? I do have Dolph, um, only because, you know, Dolph talked about it being a childhood hero. You set up Seth Dolph in the semifinals, which is still a rivalry. Mm -hmm. So that's why I have Dolph going over Kurt. And another reason I think that's going to happen, I think Baron Corbin's going to come out and cause Kurt the match, sets up Survivor Series, all that. See where I'm going with this. Seth versus Dolph. I think, you know, you have a very similar to the 30-minute Iron Man match back and forth. I'm going to take Seth in that match as well. Sets up Seth in the Raw final, or sets up Seth in the final, wins the Raw bracket. Moving over to SmackDown. Jeff Hardy versus The Miz. I have The Miz in this match. I think it's very simple on what I'm going to say later. Rey Mysterio versus Randy Orton. I'm going to take Rey Mysterio in this match simply because it's going to be heel versus face in the semifinal. I'll take The Miz in a cheap victory in the semifinal. Sets up Seth versus The Miz. And at the very end of the final, Dean Ambrose comes out. Refs knocked down. Dirty Deeds Seth in the middle of the ring. Miz wins the tournament. Miz is the number one contender. Miz wins the WWE Championship at TLC. Okay, that's a hell of a prediction there. All right. This will be played back if I'm right, might I add. <laughs> All right, so my predictions. I also have Seth beating Bobby Lashley. I have Kurt Angle beating Dolph Ziggler. See, we can't agree on this. It's a tournament. <laughs> okay. Well, I thought you said uh, Dolph Ziggler beating Kurt Angle. Well, that's why I said I said, see, we can't agree on this. That's okay. what I was saying. Okay. So, Jeff Hardy versus The Miz. Uh, I've got The Miz on this, too. I also have Rey Mysterio. For my semifinals, I think that Seth will beat Kurt Angle. I didn't think about the Baron Corbin thing. Baron Corbin could still come out and cost him, but my thing is, I feel like you should get two dream matches out of Seth Rollins 
all in one night. Okay. You have him pace Kurt Angle. Then uh, you have I have Mysterio being the Miz in the semifinals, and you have Mysterio versus Rollins. You can still have Ambrose come out and kind of interfere, or you can have uh, Rollins win the thing and Ambrose attack him. But my thing is, I think Rey Mysterio is going to win the World Cup because okay. he, he just came back. There are a good number of wrestling fans who may not remember him or may not know who he is. I mean, if you've been living under a rock, if you have. <laughs> but my thing is, I, I, I really feel like you want, since he left the WWE, he's become a bigger name uh, since he's been, you know, when he left. He, he, made, he reinvented himself okay. when he left. And people lost really, a ton of weight. Yeah, he looks amazing. People, you, WWE would really want to keep him uh, important. So I feel like you have Seth win the Raw side overall. He beats Bobby Lashley. He beats Kurt Angle. You get a Kurt Angle Seth Rollins match. Then in the finals, you get a Seth Rollins Rey Mysterio match. Another mm-hmm. dream match for for Seth Rollins. Rey Mysterio wins. Uh, Rey Mysterio wins the thing. Makes him a big deal. And then you could have a thing where, like, Rollins beats him up afterwards. I'm sorry, Ambrose beats up Rollins afterwards. Rey Mysterio could be celebrating on the stage where Rollins is in the ring and then Ambrose just attacks him. Okay. Because my whole thing, how you were saying how you weren't thinking about the Baron Corbin thing, do you have Baron Corbin interfere against Seth Rollins when Kurt faces Seth? Because I don't know if they would do a face versus face for that. I don't know if they would, but the other thing is, I don't know if they would have Ambrose and Corbin interfere in two different... uh, uh, matches. Well, that's why I had Corbin interfering in the beginning. So you save Ambrose for the end. And again, you know, the Kurt Baron Corbin rivalry, probably going to head in the Survivor Series. This is a good way to build up on that. Sure. Um, and again, not saying that Kurt's going to get squashed by Dolph. I think that match has the potential to go about 30 minutes. I'm really going with my heart here with these predictions rather, than my, rather than my brain. I, do, I am going with my brain, though, with Rey Mysterio, though. I really do think that he would be a good pick to for him to, to win the whole thing. Right. Uh, because... Looking at Rey Mysterio, because another thing they're labeling this as to determine the best in the world. Right, he's the only one who's not an American in the in the tournament. That's true. He was born in America, I think. Right. Uh, but uh, I know he, he was either born in America or he was born in Mexico. But I know he. Grew, I'm not going he, into this. He grew up in Mexico. That's, Fair enough. I, I'm not 100 percent certain. Anyway. Uh, the reason I have the Miz winning the tournament is I think this is the best way to set up him winning the WWE Championship. From no, AJ that, is, that is good. That is good. Because it, what I told you on SmackDown um, earlier, because I know you didn't see it, last night Shane basically said if a SmackDown superstar loses in the World Cup, they will be fired from SmackDown Live. So I think if the Miz were to win the World Cup, he would either be awarded the number one contendership or probably win a number one contender match the next night on SmackDown. Knowing if it was Miz who won the World Cup, He'd probably want to say, I won the World Cup, so I should be facing AJ Styles. Yes. And that's what I think is going to happen. I think we're going to lead into that at TLC. Makes sense. And eventually, AJ would drop it to The Miz, sets up The Miz-Daniel Bryan storyline. Bryan wins the Rumble. Bryan wins the world title at Mania. You and I are jumping for joy in the the upper deck at MetLife. Everybody's happy. (laughs) Uh, But that's how I think we begin this, because originally we thought we were going to begin this at Australia when The Miz was going to win the number one contendership. He lost the match. So we're like, all right, now how do we do this? This is another opportunity for them to actually set this match up. Yeah. So anyway, that'll do it for this edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Great stuff on this one today, Really CJ. good. Really, really good. Evolution was phenomenal. I already can't wait for the second one. Because um, you know they're going to keep doing this. Actually, I meant to tell you this. There are rumors that Trish and Lita are going to go one-on-one at Mania now. 
Trish and Lita? What for? I don't know. I just saw an article today saying that there are plans. That's there, all. Don't shoot the messenger here. There's no need. There's no need, but hey. It'd be a great match. I wouldn't no complain need. if I saw it. I know, but there's no need for them to go at it one more time. Yeah, you're right. I wouldn't complain if I saw it, but you're right. There's no reason for it. So yeah, so Evolution I thought was great. Crown Jewel, I'm sure, will be a good pay-per-view on Friday, yeah, despite of, your opinions. Regardless of the controversy around it, it still looks like a good show. It'll be fine. You know, I wonder if they're going to mention where they are on Friday, because you think they would, but imagine if they didn't. Be like, we're live on the WWE Network. That's nice. Where are you? Yeah. That's interesting. Are they going to say Saudi Arabia? They'd have to because the name of the stadium is, you know, um, King of Saudi Arabia University Stadium, something like that. So they're going to have to mention it at yeah, some point. Yeah, they're going to have to. Because they've held off for so long. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't say it at all. They've held off on Crown Jewel. Another thing, very quickly, is that when Michael Cole was saying Crown Jewel, you look at the f looks on the faces of Renee Young and Beth Phoenix just so pissed. Well, oh, actually, I don't know so if you awkward. heard, Renee Young has been approved to go over and do commentary. Has she really? Yes. That's great. From what from what I read online, I don't know what rules or regulations she's going to have to follow, but apparently she has been approved to go over and do it. Well, last time they didn't allow her to do the pre-show panel. Yeah. So that's... That's very good to that's, hear. That's positive news for the women's division uh, because that might lead to maybe a few years down the line. The Because this is a how-many-year deal they're doing with this with Saudi Arabia? Ten. Ten. There might be a chance that the women get to perform over there, so maybe this is the first step. And again, you don't know what the limitations of her are going to be. You don't know what she's going to be able to wear, this and that. Uh, but from she keeps it professional, though. She does, but again, you you, you know you remember when uh, when Alexa Bliss and um, and Sasha Banks performed in um, I forgot where it was. Um, I know what you're talking about. And they had to wear their those certain um, yeah they had wrestling the, suits and yeah, all that. They couldn't show any skin. Exactly, that's what I'm thinking with Renee, and, I, and she doesn't anyway because she's normally in a jacket. Yeah. Um, but my point is, there's neat. There will probably be limitations for her. There may be some certain things she can't say. She might not be able to even talk that much. But she is going over there, from what I've been told. Well, I hope so. What I've been so. told, what I've read. I hope so. Yeah, so because so, she's great. I meant to say that before, and when you were saying that, I could, I completely please forgot. Please don't bring Byron Saxton back. Please don't. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> I'd rather Renee there go there and not say a word. Yes. Um. So anyway, so yeah, it it does look like she's going over there. So I'm sure the show will go on without a hitch. I'm sure it'll be great, no matter you know the controversy or the opinions. NXT, just focus, just focus on the wrestling. Exactly. Not, not the controversy. NXT, I'm sure, is going to be thriving in the next couple of weeks. We're just weeks away from War Games. We're getting closer to War Games. Closer to War wait. Games. Closer to Survivor Series. You know, once Friday is over, we'll start leaning more in towards Survivor Series. You know, uh, are there going to be run-ins? Are there going to be invasions? Of course. Um, we'll get to all we of that. We have Under Siege Part Two. Oh God. <laughs> Let's just fire Baron Corbin now. Um, but anyway, so we'll get into all that and more in the next couple of weeks on the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. For Sean McChesney. And CJ Palmasano. We'll see you next time.